yet another podcast with Caleb on the computer. Nope, not me. <laughs> right here, I got my boy Justin Smith. We actually just met tonight, which is incredible the way God like takes things and yeah. rearranges things. And, you know, actually one time I was thinking about this. I, I was going on a date one time and I got to like, cause it was in an area that I'd never been to before. Okay. And so I got there early, like an hour or several hours earlier, probably yeah. like two hours or something like that because I hadn't been there before. So I didn't know what the traffic flow was like. Yeah. I didn't. And so I wanted to check out some of the spots I'd planned. Cause you know, you get on the Google right. and you ask the Google man, you know, where to go and what to do. All yeah, <laughs> exactly. And so I started, uh, I got there early just so I could make sure I had everything in place, right. For a good experience. And it made me think, how much more, yeah. if I did this for someone that I didn't really even know, right? how much more is God doing that for us because he loves us so much? That's going true. to where we're going to go, preparing the playing field. Hmm. Yeah. That's so true. So I'm just going to introduce you real fa- okay. fast, man. Yeah. Justin uh, is a worship leader. You've been a worship leader for about 10 years. It's, it's I would say, approximately 10 years like leading songs and then transitioning to leading the worship it's been a, a course of 10 years I would sure say, sure if not longer so has that what what, what exactly i guess we can just jump right into yeah. it um you, you also talk you also have been working with this i think it's a nonprofit organization that helps people that have been uh that, that need moral comfort or, right. or s- sympathy and also like uh, to to get away. It's kind of like an AA program. Mm-hmm. So can you explain that a little bit and talk about that? You know, Celebrate Recovery, um, it, f- honestly, Celebrate Recovery is, it's this group of people, you know, of willing vessels, you know, people who all admit that they struggle with things mm. and they just want to help bring the light of Christ to others because there are people who are out there who are experiencing things at a much deeper rate. They're experiencing things at, you know, a point to where it's like they, they can't do anything else except, you know, what we're giving to them. Like what we're giving to them is literally what they need, if that mm. makes sense. And like for me, I, I told uh, the, the team tonight, you know, I didn't even join Celebrate Recovery for myself. It was for yeah. a friend uh, that I knew. But as I started to listen to what the message was and everything that they were wanting to do through the program, it just became something that I needed to. Sure. You know, because we all can admit that we have things that we're going through. We have things that we may struggle with, but celebrate recovery for me has changed my life. It's allowed me to definitely meet, you know, new people with bad experiences, new people with traumas in their life, Mm. new people with different things. And so, what we're doing is we're ultimately trying to help others to know that Jesus is the way Mm. and Mm. what we deal with and what we experience and go through is not the option. Mm. You know what, like when we turn to our situations and you know, the result of, of um, whatever it is that we go through, it's just, it's a better option. Celebrate recovery is supposed to direct us back to Christ, if that makes sense. Yeah. So to explain it a little bit more, it's an AA. So like similar to an alcohol anonymous meeting to mm-hmm. where people try to, or, or are walking the journey of getting free from addiction. Mm-hmm. Yes. But we take it a step further, probably the way that AA was originally supposed to be, right. which is implementing the gospel, implementing the person of Jesus to give them that it factor that is really the like like you just said the reason that you want to or the other option the option itself that can free you from all these things because if like i i think there there's the getting free from addiction part and that's great and you can fill it with those other lifestyle choices but when you don't have that true source that fills that 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 deep you know, wound yes. and that, that deep emptiness that we all have, mm. then you're left desolate. You're left a little bit stranded mm-hmm. without that. And so, man, the one thing I noticed about you when you, when you first walked in the room was 
you brought in this 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 uh this spirit of i'm not here to get like points on my on my good person report card you you were there to minister to the souls and the heart of people so you can tell me a little bit more about your decision to even get involved with that and then later on we can break down you know the worship leading stuff and how that led into your yeah um, new album that you're making so yeah um i know for me as i said you know i joined celebrate recovery for a friend but uh, the more I experienced it, the more I dived into it, you know, coming every Tuesday night to just join a group of people who wanted to share their experiences and life stories. Um, it became something for me. And one thing that I did was I tried to make sure that every time it came to me to really share my story for the week, something that I may have experienced or something that I may have went through, I wanted to share a scripture, you know, because um, they they don't want to necessarily like batter or or. Um, What's the word I'm looking for? They don't want to force people to really just get into the word right then because those those others, they want to be understood. They want to be heard and they want to be felt, which is exactly what they're doing. Mm. You know, but I felt the Lord telling me to take it a step further and share a scripture, share a word. You know, something that may have blessed you will be a blessing to someone else in that group. And uh, there were a lot of scriptures that I would share, you know, each week just talking about the love of Christ and and everything that God has done for us. And, you know, really breaking that down and helping them to understand. And there were lots of questions, you know, where people would ask, well, why does God allow these things you know, to happen to good people? Why does God allow bad people to get good things and stuff like that? You know, and it's 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 just a beautiful thing because more and more people are starting to um, share scriptures and share um, their understanding of the word with others. You know, mm. I think it's just a beautiful thing at how we are all just bouncing off of each other with the word of God. You know? Yeah. And, and that's, you know, great that you, you brought that up because there's so many times where I think people are like, Oh, well, well we don't need to know the answers to that. Right. But many times when people are getting introduced to the concept of God, even like being real, mm-hmm. they have those questions. Why is there bad things? If God is so good, why like how you know why are we in this to begin with and and knowing the answers to that and what the scriptures have represented or or what god has told through his story of all of creation is so essential for for people the the atheist that wants Mm -hmm. to become a believer that wants more meaning in life right you know knowing that the whole reason that we're in this debacle is because god is kind enough and loving enough to give us the ability to choose Mm is essential for those type of people because it's just it's a disconnect they don't have that spiritual knowing and that that can take you that step further and i think a lot of times the word itself is devalued in that way man so dude i i really want to hear about your personal journey getting there to 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 right now i i guess um and you know how you came to know the lord and just that kind of whole testimony we'd love to know that for me um and uh, I, I'm, I'm going to be real specific, you know, with yeah. my experience um, just on knowing who Christ was and knowing what he did for me. Um, at a young age, I I stayed in church my whole life. But at a young age, I think uh, I had this experience at church one time. I was with my family and it just it one. I think at one point it just dawned on me that God was good because I think mm. a song was being sung uh, about the goodness of the Lord or something like that. I can't remember. But. It was just it was good to me because I think in the moment I felt God's presence and I had never felt that before. I'd always Mm. heard how people got uh, or people had experiences of having the Holy Spirit on their life or, you know, other other stories of people saying uh, Jesus Christ did this for me. And I didn't really understand that. Um, But when that moment hit, when it was that time for me to cross over. And I, well, I don't want to say crossover, but when it was that moment for me to um, be exposed to the light of Christ, like yeah. come to the light, um, it just it, it it was a beautiful thing. Like mm. it was like a glow inside of me. And from that point on, I mean, it was a challenge because you're now having to shift your ways, yeah. your thoughts, everything. Um, you're having to change that into 
something else that you just are not used to. You're having to make God the center of your life, the center of your life. Yes. Mm. And for me, it just, it, it, it just took off from there. I, um, I started, uh, listening to music, you know, songs that would encourage me to worship God, that would encourage me to stay, uh, in his word, you know, and from there, uh, my, my aunt, uh, she was leading worship at the church and, she noticed that I really love to sing because I think music that I was just born with music, you know, on the inside of me. But she noticed that it was something that I really loved. And my cousin noticed this as well. My older mm. cousin, um, it became kind of a routine for me. Like we would come up to Sunday mornings and they would ask me to lead this song or lead that song or come up and just, just do a little bit here or <laughs> do a little bit there. Yeah. You know, that, that was early on. Uh, I know what they were doing now, but at the time it was like, okay, you want me to lead this song? You want me to do this? You want me to do that? Um, but as I started to really understand who God was, of course, from my parents instilling the word in me and teaching and encouraging me to sure. stay in the word of God, it, it just became something that I love to do. Um, and so long story short, my, um, my position, me, I took over uh, worship at the church and it, 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 from there, it was just a glorious thing, you mm-hmm. know, because I was still experiencing things. I was still going through things as we all do. Um, but God really put it on my heart to worship him freely and to make it a lifestyle, you know, because there are so many people that just do it because they're helping. There's others that do it, you know, for a piece of change. There's others Mm -hmm. that do it for many different reasons. You know, out in the world, you can see all these people that go out and just, they do a gig, you know, for some money. But what God really wants us to do is carry the gospel to those Mm -hmm. who do not know him, to those who don't know what it means to be saved, what it means to have a personal relationship, what it means to have intimacy with the Lord. Um, that that's, that's what it became for me. And it was just an amazing yeah. thing for me. So, so to kind of make that full circle connection, yeah. you're now in a place where you can, you know, uh, pipeline or, or, uh, deliver, uh, that message that hit you so deeply mm-hmm as a kid that made you or a young, a young guy, uh, that filled you with the baptism of the Holy spirit that, that really made you change. And that's what's, I I thought that was hilarious because it's so funny how we're met when we, when we receive life, when we receive the truth, we're met with this debacle or met with this decision, Mm -hmm. which is to stop worshiping ourselves and start worshiping God. Yes, sir. And (laughs) it's a decision that, is really the decision of our life, right? Because with God, with truly believing in Jesus Christ as Lord and, and God as a as a creator, it things must change. They have like to. if you go from not believing to believing, you, your life has to change. Your lifestyle, your decisions have to change and I right. think that's because we're always going to be worshiping something no matter what it is we're worshiping something we're putting something first mm. as our idol mm. and if we want to pursue god with all of our hearts yes. he has to be what we're worshiping he has to be the center of our lives sure that's so true yes sir yeah so because w- a lot of times you're right people use this platform to glorify themselves or get the popularity card stroke their ego yeah what has been that experience like for you i'm sure that it's been a temptation you know yeah that's definitely been a temptation i've had friends that have um released songs and albums um and they've asked me to do things you know um i've had friends that have been over to other countries they've been over to china and you know other places where uh they they may like other types of music like rock and and uh, R&B or whatever the case may be, you know, and they've made the money. Mm. Um, and I don't want to say that that um, is just wrong because it, it's OK to be successful. It's OK to uh, want to do great, but it has to be for the right reason. You have to want to be successful for a God reason. You know, you have mm. to want to serve God and let everything else come second, you know. And I think for me and them, it's, just, it's most of our visions they went separate. They kind of mm. went different ways, you know, because we all wanted to glorify God. But mm. 
it didn't look the same. You know, some of the things that they may have done didn't look like the things that I've done uh, or I would do. Um, So like in in thinking about my project that I'm working on, um, I've had other uh, people just tell me, you know, like older and seasoned people uh, just let me know that, you know, what I'm doing, everything that I'm involved with. It needs to have the Lord on it. It needs to have the Holy Spirit uh, moving through it because you don't want to just make something and put it out and expect people to yeah. respond to it. Uh, it has to be has done. It has to be art. It has to, <laughs> yes. It, it has to be done, you know, with the Lord's hand over it. And so this project that I'm working on, uh, these songs that I have, um, they just, they, they minister to my heart and, I know for a fact that they will minister to someone else because every time I listen to some of these things and every time Mm. I play or sing some of these things, it just, it puts me in a place of wanting to just worship God. Mm. And I'll, I'll be up in my, you know, in my room for like hours, you know, four or five hours just listening to music and just worshiping God, you know, because I have a vision and I want to see this vision done right. I want it to uh, please the Lord and I want it to ultimately glorify him I wanted to save souls and mm. really bring people to knowing who God is. Mm. That's that's our mission. Yeah, you were telling me earlier um, when we were talking about the actual construction of the album and how diligent you are with the process. T- talk about that a little bit. I, I want to know what does the process look like for making an album that glorifies God versus just, you know, as a gospel album, you yeah. know, like just a what what truly is the difference for you that brings the spirit right into the midst of it where you're like you're listening to it and it's ministering to your own heart i'm going to tell you what just came to my mind when you said that the word of god mm. um about three or four of the songs that i have and i'm working on uh are scripture like literal scriptures <laughs> um yeah. i know one specifically this this is one that we all know uh, you've all probably read uh, the passage, uh, Psalm 91. You know, it talks about staying in the presence of God, staying in the presence of the Holy Spirit um, and, and his His safety protecting you, you know, and him guiding you through whatever we may experience. We see a lot unfolding right now in our country and across the world today. Mm-hmm. And we need a sense of restoration. We need a sense of of um, knowing that someone is there to guide you. Someone is there to lead you. Uh, through whatever you may go through or whatever you may experience in Psalms 91, it speaks directly to that. It like if you if you put the word on your situation, it will give you such a different outlook. If we just trust in the fact that God is in control, it would give so many people a different outlook on on what we're experiencing and going yeah. through. You know, mm. um, I, I think that this project is really deep and 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 sensational to me because of the word of God. Like every time I would play a tune or I would hear something, um, I would, I would start to, you know, just come up with some words and see what fits. And, and then I would hear in the back of my mind, open the book, open the word, Mm. read some scriptures, get into um, that place where I can give to you what you need to give to the people. And so scriptures like Psalms 91 uh, would come up and, and it would be beautiful because I would literally hear tunes, um, in my prayer and in even in my sleep, I would hear just things that I know uh, are from the Lord and I know would glorify him and also save other people, save souls mm. and just bring them to Christ. So I'm excited. I'm I'm excited. So good, man. Uh, just like diving into that, you know, more. Uh, <laughs> with the the whole trusting God right you're like if we would just trust God well that's like what faith means Mm -hmm. and I think part of the issue is we don't know the word as a people Mm. we don't know the word so we don't know the historical context of God being trustworthy before so if like I just met you and I don't know your character I haven't seen you keep your word in the past yeah how am I going to put my trust in you? That would be foolish of me. But if I see every time you've ever told someone a promise, that you kept that promise, that would give me a lot more confidence. Mm -hmm. 
And so I think going back into the word and seeing, oh, God made this promise. Wow, he fulfilled it. God made this promise. Oh, he fulfilled it. God made this promise. Oh, wait, he hasn't fulfilled that yet. Hmm. Oh, it must be to come. Yes, sir. Oh, that's actually the hope that we're supposed to put our like <laughs> heart in is that in the midst of the chaos, he has promised that he will come. Yes. And he will set things in the right place. The way they're supposed yeah. to be. Yes. <laughs> the scripture that comes to my mind uh, is Hebrews um, 11 and 1. Um, I know we've all read this plenty of times, so I apologize if I'm just repeating something that you may have already studied or heard. But <laughs> Still this, powerful. It, it, it's the word. It's powerful. It. Yes, sir. Um, it, it talks about faith being the substance of things that we may hope for or things that we want to see um, happen. So to make that a little more simple, um, what we don't see, what we don't experience, what we don't feel in the tangible and, and what we can see, God works in that way. You know, because if you think about it, I put this into um, in a perspective for someone that asked me about it. Uh, think about Think about the things that God can do for you. Think about what he can really do for you. Like if you want a new car, hey, mm. God can do it for you. If you want some money, God can do it for you. But think about this. If God were to just give you things because you wanted them in that <laughs> moment, think about think about what exactly um, or, or not, not what, but think about how um, you would process that and how your lifestyle would become. Mm. You would be you would be asking God to do this and do that every single day, you know, genie it's almost, in the bottle, right? It's almost like God would be a genie, you know, where he's supposed to just come at your command and give you what you want right then. But God doesn't do that. God yeah. takes us or God allows us to go through uh, tests and trials to um, ultimately bring us back to him. He wants us to experience things to get back to his presence. Mm. I'm kind of speaking big. I want to <laughs> break it down even more. Um, but when we go through things, God wants us to literally walk through the valley to get to him. He, he may take mm. us on some, uh, some mountains and valleys and deep pits where we get down and low, but he ultimately wants to bring us back to seeking him. Mm. He wants us to run to him, not just to get what we want, but to get what we need to get what yes. we are supposed to have, which is <laughs> righteousness, which is faithfulness and all these things. Fullness of joy. Yes, sir. God has given us all of these things already. You know, most of the things that we have, most of the gifts and the, um, the, the, uh, most of the, or the mindsets that we have, you know, a lot of us already operate in, in the spirit and operate mm. in the mindset of Christ, you know, but there are some people who are, doing their own thing, you know, Proverbs three, five and six says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding and all your ways in every way, acknowledge him mm. and he'll direct your path. That's what God wants us to do. He wants us to seek him to have our path fulfilled so that we can find our way in life. And so I know for me that, Fire. that, <laughs> that, that has been a challenge in my past. Um, because I've, I've, grown up seeing other people get things get things get things mm. and to me i was like okay god can you do this for me can you do this for me can you do this for me and uh i guess i could say he loves those, you more <laughs> <laughs> but, but it, it's not even that i yeah. would say i would say um it was disappointing you know sure, because every sure. time i asked for something every time i wanted something it didn't happen like I should or like it should have happened or like I thought it should have mm. happened. You know, it would, the outlook would be different. And I'd be like, God, why did this happen this way? Or why didn't I get that? You know, that type of thing. But it just brings me back to that scripture. Yeah. That everything comes from the Lord, the, 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 the right path, the, the fullness of joy, everything that we seek to have and operate in and, and, and lead others to all of that is found in Christ. Mm. Our paths are directed by Christ. Well, yeah, it's like how many times have you wanted a specific thing? Mm. Let's talk a relationship, right? Yeah. How many times have, you know, <laughs> people that have been through this? know Christians that have are on the other side of this. know. Yeah. How many times have you wanted something so bad and you're like praying to God and you're like, I proclaim this over my life. 
Yeah. And a year later, you have something twice as good because he is so good yes. that he wants you to have not what you as a measly little human will settle for, yes. but he wants you to have everything he intended for you to have. Right. So if you are pressing into him, even if you're in a place of confusion, you know, even if you are in a place where you're actually believing that the fullness of what you're supposed to get or supposed yes. to have is this thing, but God actually knows it's something else, he will, as long as you stay pressing into who he is, maybe if you're not doing it the best here and there, that's okay. But but as long as you're like, you're praising God, you're glorifying his name, and you keep running back to the scriptures, you keep running back to that place, he's going to disciple you through your experiences. Yes, and he's yes. going to make that experience hmm. where you thought you were going to marry this girl. <laughs> The, the the learning experience you needed to be prepared for your real wife. Yeah. You know? And and that's what I hear from what you're saying right now, you know? Yes, sir. Um, I had to teach this concept to a bunch of little kids in Sunday school. And so what I said was, so imagine you're making cookies. If you take it out immediately as soon as you put it back in, or as, you, as soon as you put it in the oven, mm. they're still going to be all mushy. If you leave it in for like a minute it's and take it out, it's still going to be all mushy. You have to let it cook. And then even once you take it out, you have to let it cool. Yeah. And that's how it is with God. We have to let ourselves go through this process. We mm. have to learn mm. to walk before God allows us to run. Caleb, that is a, a great analogy. It's amazing. The only thing is I love me some cookie dough. <laughs> Good point. Okay, uh, we'll say cake instead of. But cookie no, dough. that makes sense, right? Because cookie dough can give you salmonella, That's right? That's true. And it'll bite you in the butt when when you when you eat it too soon. Most people would be okay with taking the risk, though. <laughs> right. Well, I most people will take the risk of sexual morality yes, sir. as well, mm-hmm. and they get salmonella <laughs> or worse. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you're not lying. <laughs> Yeah, man, it was funny that you uh, mentioned relationships. I don't know if I should go into that. Dude, do it, man. Um, People, they, see, see, this is the thing. I'm, I'm going to interrupt you real fast just yeah, for this ahead. caveat. Is, is People don't like talking about these things. But it's the number one thing on everybody's mind all the time. Some relationship, whether that's with God or with people, mm-hmm. that's the most important things in our life is relationships. You could have all the stuff in the world with no relationships, no one to share it with. It's meaningless. It right. means nothing, you know? And so that's the caveat is like, dude, we need to have these discussions more as a society. What does it look like to be a Christian going through these type of things? So take it from there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, um, for me, I, and I'm, I, I got to be very careful with what I say. Yes. You know, don't name names. No, I, I cannot do that um, because it'll come back to bite me in the butt. But salmonella, man, <laughs> it'll get you. But I, uh, I, I dated this girl in high school, and um, I, I'm not even gonna say my parents or my family, but I thought that she was the one. Mm. Uh, we spent almost a year together. It was it was close to nine months it was it i would say it was a pretty good little while and i thought that um those nine months were the best nine months of my life you know because when we first met i was so happy i was so glad mm. you know and if i'm being honest i think i was too excited and too happy to the point of where i forgot to um not make her an idol forgot to not make her an idol but i forgot to put god in the equation mm. like i i think i forgot all about god whenever i met her um, because I was just so excited with the fact that I had a girlfriend and, uh, I was excited to bring her to my family gatherings. I was excited mm. to, uh, go to the movies with her, all that, you know, type of stuff. But the thing is, um, our experience together, it was not the best because, uh, the first months they started out kind of good. Um, you know, we, we was, we, we were one of your average couples where you would see us walking in the hall, holding hands, whatever. Mm. Um, but getting more 
into um, commitment and going down the line of the relationship, it just started to seem off. Mm. And honestly, I think that was a tug of the Holy Spirit sure. uh, trying to just warn me of some things. It wasn't no, it wasn't like a full blown, full outblown of you need to stop. You need to not do this. Don't go this way. But it was just it was just like, OK, be careful. Watch. Watch out. You know, watch what you're doing. That type of thing. Um, it just it, it became almost like a burden because she would stop texting me. She would stop talking to me. She wouldn't sit with me at lunch sometimes. And I was like, okay, my mind kind of reverted or it kind of, um, switched to the worst. Like I started thinking the worst, okay, she's cheating on me. She's seeing somebody else, this type of stuff, you know, whatever. Like I was in high school, you know, but, um, and I say that like that was so long ago. Um, but it, it just, it, the thing is, I was I was right in a sense, but like I said at the beginning, I forgot to include God in the relationship. And I think that's where it just kind of made its twist because it got to a point of where one of my friends told me, just told me, you know, I, I thank God for that friend. Let me let me just thank you right now. Let me thank you right now. Um, my friend told me that she was cheating, mm. uh, like just just gave me the truth, just told me. And I said, with who? And she told me with, you know, who the person was. Yeah. And I was like, you are lying. You're not telling the truth. You're not, you're not giving facts. Your no, best friend. Like, Back it up. And so she showed me text messages mm. of my ex-girlfriend talking to someone else. Yeah. And I'm sitting there thinking, did we not just spend nine months together? Did we not just commit to growing together you know in the beginning we said that we were going to grow together um i was committed to this girl and um my friend my friend told me that she was cheating um so what i did was i went to god i think that was the mistake you can't go to god in the middle of your situation and expect everything to be okay you have to start out with god and that's where I messed up. Uh, but anyway, I went to God and I said, God, what is going on? Why is this girl not talking to me? Why is she not texting me? You know, all these types of things. I was really down, you know, and I just felt the Holy Spirit say, because you're not ready. And not only that, but I also felt the Holy Spirit was saying, where am I in this relationship? And I said, you know what? You're right. And so uh, to fast forward a little bit, I went to my ex-girlfriend and I said, what what's going on? What's going on with our relationship? Why is it taking a turn? And uh, she said, what are you talking about? You know, she kind of felt questioned. Um, she, she was just like, you know, is is there something wrong? Da, 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 da. And I was like, well, apparently, you know, you are talking to someone else while you're with me. And she tried to deny it at first, but just after a couple of times of me, like just saying and really being specific with who it was and all that type of stuff, she was just like, okay, yes, I'm talking to someone else. And she told me because she didn't feel like I gave enough in the relationship. And I was like, well, what do you mean? You know, she wanted, and I'm, I'm nothing, nothing sexual, but she wanted to do more. Uh, she wanted to go party. She wanted to go drink and all that type of stuff. And, I was like, I'm not, I'm not really about that life. I'm not, you know, no. And she, <laughs> I guess she just, um, she was not satisfied with who I was. And that is probably what God was trying to communicate to me the entire mm -hmm. time is that she's not going to be comfortable with who you are because of who you are. You were called for um, a higher purpose. You are called with a higher calling. And so I can't put you in a relationship with someone who is not going to go where you're going. I can't put you in a relationship with someone who does not put me first. And, you know, it was like a moment of realization. I was like, well, dang, I, I don't, I didn't even put you first in this situation. Um, and so, you know, it just long story short, you know, we ended everything and, um, it really made me kind of slow down to yeah. evaluate and process what a relationship means. Now, I, I kind of have to brag just a little bit, not too much. But um, my parents, they uh, they are the best example 
uh, I would say they're the best example of what a godly relationship and godly love looks like. They mm. just celebrated 22 years uh, on last Saturday. And so it 22 years, that's that's a pretty long time, you know, to commit to someone. And so uh, my entire life, I, I grew up looking at someone, you know, I'm more so talking about my father right now. I looked yeah. at someone who, uh, you know, who took care of a family and who still does, you know, provides for his family and leads his family uh, the way God has called, you know, husbands to lead. And then looking at my mother, you know, how she carries the vision that he has and how it just all goes together, you know, with leading a family and then out into the community. It, everything starts at home first. That's what we're taught at our church. Everything starts at home and then it goes out to the community. If a family mm. is not together, how can you expect a church to be together? How can you expect a community to be together and, and on out? You know, I think that's that's part of the reason on why we have problems in our country right now is because there's disruption in the home. You know, there there are things that go on, you know, where there's loose ends not met. People don't understand this and that. And there's just so much that needs to be reined in on with the family. And so uh, to to kind of spiral that back, um, I'm just thankful for my family um, and how they carry the vision of Christ and uh, mm. you know they've instilled the word deep within me and I like let me tell you scriptures like they are flowing through me like even right now I'm just thinking about the word and uh, earlier I was talking to you I was just saying how how I you know felt kind of different and nervous about doing different things it's because all I know is you know the church lifestyle and all I mm. know is the word I don't I, and I'm not saying that like to like boast or be proud of myself, but I'm saying that's literally all I've been exposed to is the word of God. Now, of course, I've had my experiences and I've had things that have happened and all that type of stuff. But all I know is the word. Mm. And so. I I'm going to do the best that I can, you know, whenever I find my relationship, whenever I find that person who will help me give God glory. You know, not glorify me and me glorifying her, but that person who will help me to glorify God um, and bring honor to his name. And you know, it sounds like you you really learned the definition of being equally yoked yes, and sir. your parents kind of taught you that as well. So you've learned how important it is that you both are running at the same pace together towards God in every way, For in sure. every part of your life. Yeah, I think For sure. I think that is definitely the what I just saw when you were telling me the story of the uh, of, of your relationship in high school and how you just began to be devalued, uh, you just weren't enough. It's it's that factor, right? It's we weren't made to be enough. Mm. We weren't made to be the thing that satisfies yeah. the you know our spouse right but but god is that factor god is the thing that satisfied and so what i've Amen. seen in, yeah <laughs> what i've seen in in my current relationship is my girlfriend hope hope dobson she has a good blog so if you go find her on social media you can go read it it's great um she loves god way more than she could ever love me way more that's awesome. like way more and that's the first time this has ever happened to me in my life where i've dated someone like that yeah and it's absolutely glorious and for this reason in particular if you are disconnected from the source of life and love yes, it is sir. impossible to love someone else yes it is absolutely impossible and when you're expecting to receive all that God was originally mm -hmm. supposed to give you, you can only take from a person. There's no giving there because you have nothing to give. And so really what I saw is this, in, in yours, is this taking of that life that you have mm -hmm. and then actually saying, oh, no, I don't actually want that. And, and obviously God has a bigger plan. So there's, there's things that you needed to learn. And ultimately, uh, what I actually, you know, just transitioning here. Um, well, let, let me make this analogy because I've made it before. 
But if you think about a like a light bulb and like a a power source, like you get a battery mm-hmm. and you get a light bulb. I see where you're going. Yeah, yeah. You if you only have one node, if you only have like one connector to the light bulb, then there's energy flowing one place and then it's done. But if you have a three different factors, one, two, three, and all of them are connected simultaneously, you have energy flowing to one, out to the other one, and then back to the original source. And so that's what happens in a godly relationship is, man, you're one of our, uh, like things on our honor sheet, one of our like boundaries and things that we, we said at the set out at the beginning of the relationship was if we're ever confused, if we're ever, uh, mad, if anything comes up where we're like worried about the other person in some in particular way, we're going to go to God first, Yes. receive what he has. And then you're going to come in with a new perspective. So my question really, and, and what I want to transition into, and I, you know, probably should just jump to this because this is the most important hearing that personal testimony of it. What do you see? What are the attributes? What are the things that you see in your parents that have basically really shaped who you are? Okay. And ultimately, uh, with both talking about both of your parents, but in, in particularly a big thing that in our society, like you said, it's this this destruction of the family unit mm-hmm. has has can be the pinpoint, I mean, godlessness, right? But but ultimately, the destruction of the family unit can be pinpointed for a lot of our issues that we have in society. Like, if you have a two-parent household, you're 50% less likely to end up in poverty hmm. by having a two-parent household. And Scripture, you know, talks about the, the man, and I think people get confused about this because they're like, oh, well, if a man's a leader, that means he's better. Why couldn't the woman be the leader? It's like, that's not what it's saying. It's actually... You know, have you noticed being set apart, being a leader in a situation is actually more difficult and actually more of a burden on your life? I hear that. You know, yes. like when everybody looks at someone, they're like, I want to be that person. What? Why do they get to be doing this and mm-hmm. this? And it looks so am- – if you stepped a second in their shoes, you would abort mission because it's hard. It's difficult to walk a path that is great that God has set on your life. And many times, what's the craziest thing about it, though, is God doesn't give gifts to tell you exactly what to do with them. He will give you nudges as as long as you're, like, within him. If you're praying to him, he will give you nudges to take it in the right direction and get you back on the path he intended you to have. But if he gives you fire, like, I, I just heard this analogy the other day. God will give you fire. You can choose to, to make a fire and, and, and invite people around it okay. and, and have it protected with stones so people get warmth. You can have it to cook a meal and then share it with people, or you can use that fire to burn down a building. Gotcha. But God doesn't make you d- do any particular thing with it. He gives you that ability mm. and that calling and that, that gifting. And he says, here, the, do what you want with it. And, uh, and what you do with that calling, what you do with that high gifting says a lot about, you know, what the rest of your life will look like or right. really where you're going to stand in the kingdom. You want to say something? Oh, I was just going to say that the fact that God allows us to do that is true love. Yes. That's his and love. that's what we said at the beginning, that that choice itself is the reason bad things happen, right, is God gives us the choice. So, so to jump into your question, because people want to hear it, I know they do, and I'm rambling too much, so sorry, listeners, oh, wow. uh, I love you so much. Um, <laughs> what attributes have you seen in your parents that have changed your life forever and that has shaped you and sculpted you? Okay, so uh, my mind went to, um, <laughs> it, it's crazy because I'm trying to really pinpoint you know, just one, but I mean, there's so many, you know, that I could say, yeah. um, about my parents. I made this post about them, uh, on Facebook a while or not a while back. I'm saying it's like, this was 10 years ago. <laughs> this was last week. <laughs> I, I made a post, um, about them, you know, for the anniversary. And I said, I said, I think about four things, um, that they did as they had, uh, their relationship, as they had me and as mm. they had my sister, um, 
they and and this I think this this goes in with attributes, but uh to be a little more specific than that, they lived together. Now let me let me explain. They lived together um with knowing that they would have to make sacrifices for each other, mm. you know. Uh, like I think about you know TV shows that we may watch where you see couples fighting and saying oh this glass does not go here or this picture frame is not going there or this or that you know they had to make sacrifices uh, for each other like if there was if there was like a couch my dad wanted to put in the living room or a carpet that my mom may have wanted to put down even it starts with that and it gets to the even uh, the things that are even bigger yeah like they had to sacrifice what they wanted to build something else. Um, my mother, she, um, she's a singer, mm. uh, and she's, she started out in ministry, you know, young, uh, herself too. And her ministry, you know, is still thriving today, you know, and my dad, he's an artist. Uh, he loves to draw. He loves to paint. And, uh, he, he, he started out with that when he was younger and both of them did those things, um, to a point of where they, they, they didn't stop, but they had to put it on pause because they were building something. Mm. They were building a family. And so when they lived together, it's like they literally, you know, just said, we're going to sacrifice this. We're going to sacrifice that because we know what we're doing. We want to start a family. We want to start a future together. So we're going to have to put aside those things that we may want to do uh, to let God create what, you know, what needs to be created. Because I, I would say, you know, now that me and my sister are here, we both, are um you know working great in our ministry like it, it may be hard sometimes it may be tough to carry out uh the tasks and things that God gives to us and that that that's a result of us being used by God you know we're being tested we're being tried how are we going to endure through these things mm. you know and so I'm kind of going all over the place let me rein that back in <laughs> um they they live together so another one that I said is that they loved each other they loved um and love is a big word you know it's not easy to just throw around that word and say that you love someone you you know because if somebody did something to you five years back that you held on all you know five of those years and you're not letting that go is is that really love you know because when you see that person when you come in contact with that person and you start to revert to what they've done that's not showing true love because, you know, when we ask for forgiveness from the father, and we ask for forgiveness from others. We're supposed to let go of those things. We're supposed to let go of those things that caused hurt and pain, you know, in relationships and friendships in life. And that's one thing that I did not say earlier. But uh, me and my ex-girlfriend, we are friends to this day because mm. I was able to let go of that hurt because I'm going to tell you, I spent nights crying, you know, in my room. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, w I wasn't reading my Bible. I wasn't doing any of that. I was hurt, you know, but even in that moment, even in that uh, experience, I had to realize that God was the only one that could keep me. God was the only one that could sustain me. And so I opened my word um, and just began to begin to <laughs> my sister's going to laugh at me for that later. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> God began to really <laughs> He began he to can. really take um, what I went through <laughs> and just made something beautiful out of it. I was able to recover from that hurt and that pain. And so I was thankful that um, I had support, you know, from the family and the most important of all, my parents. You know, they were there to talk to me whenever I needed um, to understand why this happens in a relationship or why that happens, you know. Uh, I really leaned on my parents to help me to understand that. Like I was asking questions daily about what to do and how to love someone because it was a while before I told my girlfriend I loved her, even mm. though I did in my heart, you know, I kind of was moving a little fast, even though I did in my heart. Um, I didn't want to say that to her because I've kind of felt like she would take advantage of that, you know, and really be like, Oh, if he loved me, he's going to do this. for me. He's going to do that for me. That type of thing. That's a red flag. Right. <laughs> And so I had to, but we ignore those, don't we? <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> I had to be extremely careful, um, you know, just not to, um, not to use certain words that I know did not have meaning yet. Sure. Um, and so I'm just thankful uh, for those two things that my parents show. They show that living together can be worked 
out. Uh, loving each other is something that you do through the Lord. Um, there was a couple other words that I posted and uh, said about them. So I had loved. Oh, of course, laughed. They love mm. to laugh. Both of my parents, you, you got to laugh every once in a while because laughter definitely uh, stirs up joy. You know, it stirs up peace uh, because you're able to. Um, I would say in, in different situations, sometimes, you know, laughter may kill the pain for a little while. But when you have true joy, when you can really uh, enjoy the comfort of others mm. and laugh and share and have a good time, it really just takes you to a place of comfort. You know, it takes yeah. you to a place of peace. Just to be Even though to, they might take all your money in Monopoly. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. And it, it's actually crazy. Say we play that game uh, not very often, but we do play Monopoly. At the house, and <laughs> sometimes things get a little stirred up, you know, because the banker is like, "Okay, you owe me this, but I'm not paying you this because I da 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 da," you know. But it's <laughs> it's all fun and games. We love to uh, play games. We love to hang out. Uh, I'm more of a gaming person. Uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this on there, but I do play Fortnite and stuff like oh that. Oh boy. Okay. Yeah. Oh boy. I I, uh, I game a whole lot. You know, Call He's of a Duty. Zoomer, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Fortnite, Call of Duty, all of it. I'll and whoop you in Call of Duty. Guarantee that. Oh man. I don't know about that. Quick scope? I don't All know. All three sixty quick scope. <laughs> you headshot, silent shot, right in the right in the face. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm telling you. What about Fortnite? How, how Fortnite? Nah, you got me mad. Uh, but let, let's be honest. We're gonna have to do a one v one. Okay. Duty. I okay. mean, like do you do you actually think you're that good at it? Or I'm probably better at Fortnite than I am okay, Call of Duty, okay. but So make but. excuses now because you're gonna need them. <laughs> Yeah, I get hype about Call of Duty because I'm good. That's my game. That's my one game. Okay. That's that I, I after I got good at it, and I started getting out out of video games. Like I don't have any consoles. Yeah. Um, I, <laughs> I just decided that that was gonna be my game, and just because I know the controls, right. and I don't really want to learn any new ones, and that's that's my game from yeah. now on. So, let me tell you, uh, <laughs> the world of Fortnite though, it, it's like on the rise. Like mm. all these dances and right. emotes you can do. I I just I love the game. Um, I've been drawn to it for about a, about two years now, probably a little bit longer than that. But um, I um I. I I will play Fortnite at any time of the day. Yeah. And sometimes that can take me away from uh, my family time. Like I'll be True. there up there just gaming away. And, you know, my mom's like, all right, you need to come downstairs because we're about to eat or about to do this or that, you know. And uh, it, I'm addicted to Fortnite. I think I'm addicted to Fortnite. So, yeah. You need to you need to kick that man. I try to I try to get uh, <laughs> I try to get my dad to play Fortnite, but I don't think he wants to play. I really think he has two K twenty in his spirit. I really okay. Think that's has he played Call of Duty before? Nope. No, he has not. No, uh, no shooters. And he he probably does not want to get into it. I know he tried to play um, Uncharted. Have you ever heard of Uncharted? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I have all four games. Really, and I, beat I like those games. One and two. I need. I'm no no no. I'm lying. I beat one and four. Uh, the newest one that came out, um, but I need to go back and do two and three. We tried to play that one time, and it just did not work. My dad did not know the controls. He didn't know any of that. My mom was like, oh, I'm not doing it. And my sister, of course, she likes the game a little bit. Uh, yeah. We actually found our old Pac-Man uh, game controller. Oh, you know, with really? The yellow thing yeah. On top and you, yeah, it's got some different games on there. You know, that, a little uh, bit of Galaga, maybe? Yeah, Galaga. I love Galaga. Pole position, mappy, all that stuff. Mm. So Dig Dug? Uh no, no, Dig Dug is not on there, oh. but I do like that one too. I love all the old the old school games. Those yeah. are awesome. Like my dad used to tell me stories about how uh they would like go to the grocery store, mm -hmm. right? And they'd give them uh quarters. Like okay. my papa would give them quarters. And they would go get on Excite Bike. Right. Okay. You know, uh on the thing and now there's a on a, Mar a Mario Kart there's a Excite Bike like map, which right. is cool. Just like I like those little throwback things. But I I'm a gamer at heart, but I'll, I'll tell you something I might throw you throw you for a bone a little <laughs> bit uh i play inverted controls Ooh, okay so up is down and down is up right I, I can't do that the reason is my dad put me on that early because one of his friends craig that was a huge gamer okay knew or or told him about how our brains naturally work better <laughs> in that gaming control position yeah the problem is people get start on not in, on regular controls not inverted yeah and so they learn that but they're really reverse learning physics in their mind because mm -hmm. think about it you lean your head back you look up 
That's the same with the joystick. Yeah. It, you know, you pull it back. Gotcha. You're looking up. That makes sense. And and so I learned on that, and it's like kind of like a pilot. So when you pull back right. the thing, you, you're, you're flying up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in yeah. So no, that's good. <laughs> and it's crazy you did that because I was actually thinking about something else. You know, in life, if we invert mm. from our thinking to God's thinking, just think of mm. how different uh, life would be if we invert our controls. If we invert our ways of thinking, I don't know if that was too much, but I really no, felt that that's, yeah. it was it was crazy that I was thinking about that. You know, we try to go this way, but God is really telling us to go this way, mm. you know, or or maybe even we walk through a door with one perspective mm. on what God wants for us in that opportunity yes. or, or that place that we found ourselves. But really, he wants us to to flip our or invert our perspective right. and see it the way he sees it. Like even today, I walked into what what is the thing called again? Uh, celebrate recovery. Celebrate recovery. I walked into celebrate recovery. I got invited there out of nowhere, um, and uh, um, <laughs> anyway, I I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know like I thought everybody was doing spoken word. No, like I thought it was just like we're we're meeting to talk about our spoken word, right. and then we're gonna we're gonna do an event where we do spoken word. I didn't really know what I was walking into. I didn't even know it was like. I, I just didn't know. And I, at first, like, when I was first there, I was like, you know, I, I even texted Caleb. I'm like, you still want to do a podcast? And I was like, yeah, I won't be here for very long. Right. That's what I said. I was like, I'm going to be in and out because they want me to sing or something. And I'm, I'm like, I'm good right now. Right. And yeah, I was sitting around waiting to do a podcast, and he never shows up. <laughs> I know. I told him to come here. Yeah. Uh, and this was several hours ago. But when I got in there and she started telling me about what it is and, and we started talking a little bit, I texted Kevin like, hey, it might be a little bit longer. Yeah. It's going to be longer than expected. Uh-huh. And, and then I heard some of the some of the women talk uh, about their experience. And I, I, I just started getting hit by the Lord, right? I just started, like, seeing why I was there. And I was like, Oh my gosh, like I so much want to do things that I think will propel me further or that are more worth my time. But God wants to put me in situations that makes my time worth it for others. And yeah, and so I'm sitting there and not even nearly have an experience, have experienced what some of these women have experienced in that room. Right. And just realizing that my decision to look at them with care and and focus on what they're saying, just that simple thing from a like man's perspective, right? Mm-hmm. From a man from from the position I have sure. as who I am in stature, right? right. Uh, and show my interest and in, in deep focus. Nothing else is more important than me listening to you right now. Yeah. In that moment, it made me realize, gosh, I can flip the script on what they've experienced their whole lives from yeah. men, you know? Right. And, and this is not to take a, a feminist perspective or anything. It's the truth is that without God and without receiving that flipped perspective, we think that life is about us and we think that, Oh, well, yeah, I don't actually, I don't know how to relate to that whatsoever. Like I didn't experience that kind of thing, but it's the re the reason I was there is because I didn't experience that stuff. Mm. The reason I was there is because coming from a pure perspective on who God is because I got to experience that. And, and learn that over time, quite frankly, uh, I get to bring the love of the Father there. Yes, sir. And, and that was so cool, seeing that unravel right in front of me. And you yeah. came in, you started, like, we're all talking. And it just seemed like, I don't know, a divine encounter for me, just this place I, I was supposed to be at. And I, I thought about walking out. Like, I was like, oh, I'm just going to, we're going to introduce each other. And I'm like, oh, I need I need to leave. Yeah. And because um, I did need to talk to my mom, I still haven't talked to her. So if, I don't know if she's watching this. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe not. Um, 
but yeah so i i don't know if that hits deep with you anywhere but yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's good yes sir i i love that um god works in mysterious ways mm. i love that god works in mysterious ways with you know with his people and and you know those that may not even believe in him god still mm. can use um anybody you know there was a show i was watching uh um it was just a real simple line but a lady on there said that god can use anyone he can mm. use anyone that he pleases you know if it's to carry out the purpose if it's to carry out a message that he wants to convey to someone he will use whoever he pleases because god is god yeah yeah, and, and to even take that a step further, like walk into that room, like and receiving that, like that mission in that moment, it's like, you know, even to take even in a a smidge or a, a paprika, whatever, a little douse of whatever, a little dollar, <laughs> a bit of Creole, yeah, <laughs> of uh, <laughs> of pride out of it, I my heart got ministered to through those stories. Mm-hmm. Like I almost cried, I literally several times. Yeah. For one, because I thought one thing that was cool, and we can kind of get into to this. You know, we talked about how worship is not singing. It's worship not. is not something you do. That's an expression of the worship. Worship is being in awe of an all good, all powerful Creator. In awe, like just, oh my gosh, God! Like I can't believe you made me the way I am, and and Justin, the way he is, and Caleb, and, and and gave me favor to be able to sit here right now in the cosmic experience of reality that was, you know, that expressed in the music. Right. And, and we we did songs, like sitting around this table, and like I rapped, and, and poetry was, was, um, was spoken that a- acapella from the words in person of another person from the mouth of another person right there. And there's just something so powerful about that because we're so used to iPod music, worship right. with the band and all of that stuff. But like you said, when you're there, it's almost more nerve wracking doing that in front of three people, four people, five people than it is a thousand. And I think that's because it's more vulnerable. Mm. And if you look at, you look at Genesis, right? One of the best mm. depictions uh, of Genesis, it's called the power of the air. It's on FAI's website. They explain it like this. It was so cool. You know, it says naked and not afraid. Adam and Eve were naked and not afraid. And many times we're like, oh, fig leaves. Oh. We're like, oh, they they didn't have right. clothes on, which which probably was the fact because then they made clothes for themselves. But what he was saying is that word naked in the Hebrew actually meant so much more than just the physical nakedness. Right. It meant they were fully vulnerable and fully open with each other about everything. Unashamed. Uh, and unashamed. Yeah. Which is crazy. We can't even fathom what that kind of connection is like. And, and when we talk about, you know, the symbolism within the Bible and then the kind of referring back to your parents' relationships is God talks about, how Jesus is the groom, the bride's groom, and the church is the bride. He uses mm-hmm. that symbolism because right now, in this present age, marriage and seeing that, that's why we, we, we don't know why it's so beautiful. That We don't know why weddings and coming in together with this covenant, yeah. saying these vows, and, and doing that under God is so beautiful, but it's because it's in image or a slice or a, a smidge of what mm-hmm. life will be in the age to come and i think that's glorious it so. is it is definitely is. i can't wait to get married now let me stop <laughs> let me stop i'm just kidding <laughs> i'm just kidding i can wait yeah i know that god has someone for us all sure um it, yeah but just to you know kind of rein back in what you were saying uh it's so important that you know we keep a lifestyle of worship um it's not just singing it's not just playing the drums it's not just doing spoken word mm. it's not just drawing you know whatever we use whatever we operate in as our gifts as our talents you know these are all to glorify and honor the king and we have to remember that because i think a lot of times we can get in the way um 
when we do things on our own, when we start to, you know, feel ourselves just a little bit, you know, you do something for somebody, you get a little cash or whatever, or you get this big event, you know, we, we have to be careful um, because it takes away from your connection with God. Whatever it is that you do, whatever gifts God has given you, if he's given you one, three or five, like the story in the Bible, you know, whatever God has given you, take it and, and use it to his glory. Use it for his glory. Um, don't do it in vain. Don't do it for yourself, but do it for God, because it's so important that we remain in a place of honoring him, in a place of glorifying him. So, And that's where we're in the podcast, folks, because it ain't getting any better than that. <laughs> Dude, that was amazing. Justin, thank you for coming yes, on sir. to this podcast very spontaneously. Very What you said is outside of your comfort zone, and I would suggest that getting outside of your comfort zone probably is a way to grow a little bit. It is. And so. You did great. Thank you. I appreciate yeah, that. He was, he was really nervous before this. I was. So, um Caleb can cue the music and we can uh, end this. Yep. Um, yeah, so use your giftings for good and the glory of God. Love you, folks. If you're listening on the audio, go over to Create a Curious on the YouTube and subscribe. Hit that bell notification if you want to know when we're streaming. Um, you'll get all the podcasts faster on YouTube. So see you guys later. Thanks.